0: Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is fucking killing me.
1: I'm Corinne. And I'm Rainey. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy December. (sighs) The holidays are coming up. I think we rolled right into December without really noticing.
0: Yeah, because like I feel like I blinked and it's the 10th and I don't have a fucking Christmas tree and none of my Christmas shopping is done (laughs) and I'm freaking the fuck out. (laughs) Speaking of Christmas shopping, (laughs) we... (laughs) And we'd love to support that everybody shop as local as possible this holiday season. Yeah. There's so many awesome artists. There's so many awesome stores. There's so many awesome places, independent stores that you yep. can buy gifts in your neighborhood, in your area. And even though it may feel like COVID is slightly over, these shops are still suffering. Yeah. There's tons of artists that are making the
1: like big leaps and bounds of like going to physical vendors again this holiday season because in the past it's
0: super lucrative and it's a good time of year for them Mm -hmm. so go out and support them yes also like just go through our episodes we've given you a rolodex of artists to support Totally. Watch them sell prints a lot of them sell mini sculptures there's tons of people that if you just check out on instagram i'm sure you'll find something for someone yeah i agree um Mm -hmm. this is our last episode before the holidays so happy holidays yeah it feels crazy it does feel crazy we will be back do you remember this time last year you guys were sick was i sick this time no lucas would have been sick this time last year yeah. i guess yeah i wasn't sick yet no
1: no no not you yet but it yeah. was like
0: oh we're not celebrating christmas <laughs> we're quarantining for six
2: weeks
1: i feel like it was a
0: it would have been oh yeah it would have been actually the 10th because the 14 days yeah on the 24th yep yeah it was a year ago that's so crazy to think about and my taste buds <laughs> still aren't fully back that's crazy to me yeah i really saw stuff up Shit yeah and season things more now wow so no joke so no joke you can still get covid get vaccinated wear your damn mask Yep. hug everyone you love check your fever daily (laughs) check your temperature daily so you don't have a fever whatever it is i don't know i'm a a doctor Uh, (laughs) and we will be back on tuesday the 11th yeah we'll see you in 2022 wait isn't it 2021 Yeah, we'll see you in 2022. Next is 2021.
1: Nope.
0: What year is it, Rainy? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I stopped paying attention to the years.
1: (laughs) Um, And if you want to, you know, shop super local and support your favorite pod for Christmas, go to our Patreon, hit us up. One dollar a month. You can watch all of our episodes and all the money goes right back into the pod.
0: Yes, it does. Thank you so much. And this week we have... Kismet, visual artist, installation, super freaking cool person. Yeah. Also, this is an episode that you
1: probably want to watch for reasons that you will hear. There you go. Here we go.
3: I go by Kismet32, Kismet Gabriel. Uh, I am an installation, mural, and graffiti artist from the city of Toronto and internationally known.
0: When did it start that you you didn't want to be you didn't want to show your face with your work?
3: uh to be honest with you when i was in high school i went through like a lot of police issues involving like mm. we used to throw parties that were stupidly named after our graffiti crew
2: right and then
3: that led into the police coming to our parties looking for specific people who were doing a lot of vandalism at the time mm. um and then that also led to this was in the days of MySpace, so they were also on the internet threatening us through MySpace messages. Right.
2: So, really?
3: Yeah, so it became a whole paranoia thing and then it's like, don't I don't want we don't need them to know what we look like. Right. So
1: like a police account that was like obviously police officer or it was like or someone's like personal account.
3: No, it was a like a police officer. He like stated his name and said who he was and said he was coming after us and then we found out he was a real person and then Whoa. Yeah.
1: Right in the MySpace days,
2: in the MySpace days,
1: I of course. Was just having a conversation this morning about MySpace with someone, I was like, they made a reference to like their top friends list, and I was like, I don't even know what that is because I've never had MySpace. You never had a
0: MySpace? No, it was um, great. Yeah, I, MySpace was
1: great. Someone
3: could open up your page and you could like have your favorite song playing.
0: Yeah, like imagine yeah. someone
3: looks at like your Instagram and then suddenly you like the song you choose is like playing for them, it looks like, sweet. Yeah, that's
0: cool. It's cool. Yes, it's just
3: like a lot of little like corny things, you know. Yeah,
0: you could like. There's like a little bit of like coding that you could do too, right? To like uh, personalize. Yeah, like, like the you
3: change like.
0: Yeah, it was I like early, early days coding, kind of.
3: Like add filters.
0: Yeah. I
2: don't
0: know. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started then, and then you just like kind of continued it as your career progressed.
3: Well, to be honest with you, like, I just never understood why people. To me, it always seemed weird why anyone would put their like when Facebook came out, like, why would anyone put their, like, real name on Facebook? It was just strange to me. It's like, in the whole world of, like, internet forums and things before that, like, you would have, like, an alias. Right, right. right. you create, like, a persona or you have, like, an alias. And then when Facebook came around, it's like, give us your real name and, like, exactly where you go to school and what city you live in. it's like, why would you do that to the internet? Like, what? Just <laughs> yeah. You're taken away from it, you know? And then right. years later, it's like people are getting fired because they're saying stuff on the internet or, like, they can look them up. Like, my parents, I'm like, you know, I guess the one good thing is you could find, like, family members who you haven't, like, been in contact for a long time. Like, yeah. my dad would, you know, find people that he's known since he was, a like, kid and, mm. like, invite them over and hang out with them, like, long-lost friends from different countries right. and stuff. So, that's kind of sweet, but then all at the same time, it's like, like, why put your real name on the internet? I feel so. like that's,
0: like, something we know now that I think, like, why did I, like, when I was, like... Thirteen, decided so to open a Facebook account with my yeah. real
1: name. Also, like, why was but, I allowed on the internet in also
0: unsupervised
1: chats? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty you much, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, I guess we just didn't know the extent of it. Totally. But do you find that it, as like a muralist and as an artist, it's hard for people though to connect with you, or do you find that it, the anonymity works in that in that specific
3: discipline? I mean, like for me. I, th- I prefer that the artwork speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. In general, for most artists, like a lot of the time, there's two different ways. Like sometimes I'm a fan of an artist because of their actual art.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Sometimes I'm a fan of them just because of their character and who they are and what they represent. So there's two different things, right? Sometimes they both go together very well. Right. But I think, for the most part, my favorite artists are the ones who, like, their art just speaks for itself, and you don't even need to know anything about the artist. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and in the and in terms of like mural or street art work, or like graffiti, it's like you never get a chance to ask the artist, "What did this mean?" You know? Mm-hmm. There's you don't. It's not like a. It's not really a gallery setting where you either have like a you put a statement or like a bio and you explain exactly what it is. But with like street work. You'll like be walking under a bridge and you'll see someone painted something ridiculous. And then it's only up to your interpretation to like, and maybe the name signed underneath to be like, this is what it means to me, you know, Mm -hmm. opposed to. So I like prefer the art to sort of just speak for itself, you know, and the anonymity is just, I think it adds a little bit of more mystique to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Also, I don't like people coming up to me and asking me questions. Like, no, my face. I honestly, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like. Like, we throw parties sometimes, and I get like people coming up, like introducing, like, "Oh, this is this person." I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about art right now. Like, I'm party. I'm like controlling the lights.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right? I do get that because sometimes I find that. Uh, I mean, like, it's really hard. I would never be able to like live with just answers, or just like actors. Like, I would. The thought of like just like that being your sole identity, the people you surround yourself with, what you do for a living, you can get lost in that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where like a lot of times where people are just like spiral is because of that. Like, yeah. I don't know. What do you think?
1: No, yeah. I was literally, I'm just like thinking about in the context of like after shows or something mm. when an audience member just like wants to talk to you about it. And you're just like, they're like, it was so great. And this and that. And I'm like. Thank you, but I'm like both mis- mentally and physically exhausted and don't want to deal with anybody. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> right, thank you, but yeah. no thank you.
0: Or you're like on a weird performer's high and you're just saying
3: nonsense.
1: <laughs> and like you're dehydrated. <laughs> yes. Or you're just like, I want to go drink with my friends. Like, right. yeah, I
2: gotta
3: go. But but also in like, like, I mean, I, I think about, like I get really self-conscious sometimes about the artwork. Mm-hmm. So like after I do like like I do a lot of music festivals and like events and parties like that. So like a lot of the time after I've done the artwork, people want to come up to me and talk to me specifically about the artwork. And it's like I just did like I just did it like I just I want to like enjoy myself. But also sometimes like there's been certain occasions where like people come up to you and they're like start talking about your artwork and then you say something, but you're like.
0: It's not ever going to be what exactly what they want to hear, do you think? Is that it?
3: I just, sometimes I feel like maybe I stand come off like an asshole, you know? Mm.
2: Uh, where I don't
3: mean to be. I just, like, I have, like, a braggadocious, like, like I, I play a, I, like, I pretend sometimes. But people who don't know me mm. would be like, oh, he's, like, oh, that guy's a dick. Where mm. the people who know me are like, oh, he's that, that character or something, you know? So, like, right, right. specifically one time someone came up to me, like, and put their arm around me and they were, like, trying to pull me out of this tent at this festival to, like, point at the like through the crack at like what I had just painted to be like, and I was like, what is this person? Like, they're like, buddy, come here. And I was like, who are you? Like, did I, like, they were like so aggressive. Like, come, 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 come. Like, look at that. That shit's fucking amazing. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know. And I like, (laughs) I know, I know, man. Cause I was also like, I was also surprised at how well the painting came out. Yeah. And he looked at me as like, okay, fine, whatever, man. And you know, like, okay, cool. You're too cool. And I was like, no, that's not what I meant. Like, I was just like, we're in a, the music's loud. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: I can't hear anything. <laughs> do you, when you're painting at festivals, are you like, are you, are or you, you're exactly like this, or do you
3: um, let it flow a little bit
0: more and just hope people don't remember?
3: I try and get the painting done early in the morning, like really early. Oh, like before people. I try to get it done, but honestly, I don't really do live painting anymore. Ooh. So it's it's not just because I don't like. I don't, I don't, I prefer to have everything more like planned out and timed a little bit. So right. if I can create an installation ahead of time and then install it and then just have it there and like people have asked me to be like, oh, can you live, can you live paint for this event? And I'd be like, I'd rather just build something and then have it there and then stand in the background and watch, watch people interact with it, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. hmm Yeah. I also like you're talking about just having that space from something that you create Mm -hmm. What about that, like, space offers you comfort or reassurance in what you've done?
3: Um, I just... What do you you mean?
1: Um, I guess because as soon as you, I'm from personal experience, as soon as you put something out there, as soon as you, like, show it for the first time, Mm -hmm. the reaction that you have to the reaction that other people are having is, like, really visceral and raw. And, like, the process of putting that out there. Can also make you feel that way.
3: Well, I, I I prefer I like I honestly I prefer to just like watch people interact with it after.
2: Totally. Like, yeah.
3: Like climbing a tree, you know, <laughs> and just like an owl, and just like watch. Mm-hmm.
2: You
3: know.
0: Do you do you usually stay pretty silent if you hear somebody say something, or do you try and get involved in the conversation as an outsider?
3: Uh, no, I'm usually just listening. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's, I mean there's like there's times where you know, like something will be triggered by like a motion sensor on the installation or like there'll be, uh, I'll have like a little remote control that controls like shooting smoke or like changing the lights. Mm-hmm. So when like someone walks up to it, I can like stand there and be like, oh, someone's over there, I press a button and then other things happen and I just watch them go, oh shit. <laughs> and it's like, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And then sometimes people will like look and be like, oh, he's holding, what are you holding a remote control for? And then you just like walk away and disappear. Right. <laughs> So I like I like yeah I, I I like to just like set it up and just disappear to the crowd a little bit.
0: Yeah, is that common for for muralists or like? Um, I only ask because like the only other thing I can think of that like a muralist who started that way is like Banksy, who was like extreme, mm-hmm. like is extremely secretive about like their personality and are not the personality story, like showing their face and and showing everything.
3: I think I think also in a certain respect that sometimes showing the artist behind the work can ruin the art. Right. I mean, especially in, like, graffiti, that's like, like, I mean, you grow up looking up to so many different artists, and then you meet them in real life, and you're like, wow, you're like a fucking piece of, like, you're the terrible, like, this is someone who I'd never hang out with in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But your artwork's amazing. I wish I never met you. You know, like, right. some people talk about, like, their favorite musician or their favorite, uh, right. like, actor, and they, I remember a friend of mine was talking about, Uh, My friend's mom was a hairdresser and she was talking about John Candy being like, you know when you meet your favorite artist and your favorite actor and they turn out to be a piece of shit? And I was like, I don't know that feeling yet because I was like a child. And she's like, John Candy was the complete opposite. Like, she's being like, I met John Candy was the nicest man in the world. I was like, that's a great feeling, you know, like when you meet an artist and you're like, oh, this person's not like.
0: A garbage person. Yeah, a yeah. garbage
3: person. And that's kind of why I want to stay anonymous, because there's the chances of me just saying something stupid in front of somebody.
2: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. You know, like,
3: I'd rather keep that to a minimum. I know there's probably like a whole bunch of people out there who are like, this fucking guy.
0: You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> this fucking guy. Um, look, I mean, so your work, where are, you started as a muralist, but you said now you've like started incorporating more like lights and smoke and everything into it. Where did that, how did that begin? Were you just becoming more interested in like the immersive experience around live art or Um, were you trying to like tap into something in a different form of, with the audience?
3: Well, I really, I I really started as like a musician. Okay. So I was playing in like different bands when I was really young, like very young. And then that turned into putting on shows and then the shows turned into... Mixing that with artwork. And mm-hmm. then that turned into me doing more like graffiti and mural painting. Mm. Um, and then it sort of turned into like a job where it was I was doing murals for work,
2: mm-hmm. where people
3: would ask me to do like a mural and, you know, like they'd say, we want this and this and this. And I designed it for them. And then it became really boring and stagnant to me. And mm-hmm. I started hating it. And then I started doing music again. And then the music, I started playing a punk band. And then that started turning back into like the artwork because you're designing all the flyers and doing all the artwork and then we'd like do shows and we'd create like, you know, you'd get make banners and paintings and yeah. you know, you'd be touring and painting wall Like you'd go play shows and you'd paint walls as you're p- painting shows in different places. Totally. Um, so the whole transformation from painting murals to uh, more interactive installations was because it's more of a performance, right? Like when you're playing in, on stage, you're performing, right? It's a performance you like, I mean, our band was like wild. Like we, it was just kind of like the the worst band ever playing the most entertaining show ever, you know, right. like you're just watching two people going crazy on stage. And then, so that's like doing artwork. That is not just something that you go and you look at, it's something that's like, you look at it and you're like, what? Like you're like, that's, we call, I call, we call it the what the fuck factor. Can I, can I swear on this?
2: Yeah, yeah, sorry.
3: yeah. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, i always makes I me laugh su- when that <laughs> goes
0: with that question because of the title. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah you can tell totally yeah, swear. i just been
3: swearing a lot. I swear a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: right.
3: Um, like the what the fuck uh, factor, you know? So when somebody walks into a room and you, like, literally one time at, at this event, uh, Hollow Fest, we like transformed this whole stage into, like, literally, like, you have you have no idea what you're walking into. You mm. just walk through these gates and it's, you're in a whole, you're, you're in a field in the woods and then you walk through these doors and then you're just like in this saloon bar type, ridiculous, It's all lit up and you, I remember one time this guy walked in and he just, the look on his face is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then so we were always trying to hit the what the fuck factor, people just like walk in to an event and they look around and they're just like the, the production value of this whole thing is just on a next level and then they realize that certain parts of the actual images that they're witnessing are changing colors which is making them look like they move
0: right mm-hmm.
3: yeah so it's like a performance base and then you hit him with some smoke and some lasers and some lights and then right you know
0: right totally
3: yeah that's
0: sweet you didn't I mean, this is like a stupid question, but like you didn't go to school. Did you go to school for art?
3: No. Did I you... went to, I went for graphic design.
0: You went for graphic design. Okay. But I, dro- I dropped out. Right, right, right. Twice. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah art school is, it's subjective. <laughs> yeah. We bitch about art school
3: Did Did either of you go to art school? Yeah. Okay.
1: We both did our degree in dance together. Where? Yeah, at University of Calgary.
3: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. It was okay. <laughs> and then I did my master's in immersive in immersive dance theater at York. Sweet. So I kind of relate in the sense of the idea of like the immersive, like creating and transcending space mm-hmm. into like a different reality. Mm-hmm. There's something really interesting about that to me. And something that is cool about like, there. there's like an obsession with audience and with who you're trying to connect with that I can relate to because sometimes you just want an audience to be, like, transcended into, like, exactly into this world that your brain has created. Yeah. And, and sometimes it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> has there ever been, like, moments where it's just not working? And how do you know when those moments are happening?
3: Uh, not yet. No. Honestly, not yet. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time I'll, like, I'll create something, and there's many times where I've done something where in my mind, I'm like, I didn't hit it. I didn't hit the mark.
0: Yeah, there's something And then you
3: missing. put it up, and then you realize the way that people are reacting, like it's like, shit, I did better than I thought I did. Right. And like a lot of the times I've just sort of, I just give into it. I just let it live itself.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So if there's, I mean, certain times, there's sometimes times where like I'll create something and then the morning I have to install it, I'll go and like repaint a whole thing because I'm like, that doesn't hit. Right. Um, but sometimes it's just like, okay, let's just see how this works out and then just put it up. Right. Cause whatever anyone's reaction is, is a reaction to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one, one of the first light murals I painted, which was just a, it wasn't an installation, it was just like a flat wall mm-hmm. and then arrows in different colors. So when the lights hit it, they look like they're moving. Right. And then, uh, I painted a face kind of like looking up.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But I included the neck and I didn't realize that when the lights hit it it washes like it kind of washes out the mm-hmm. wall yeah. so it went nighttime it looked like the neck was like bloating mm-hmm. and it was very it looked like there was like something coming out of this creep this person's neck like a snake was like about to mm-hmm. bust out of their mouth <laughs> and I remember being like oh it looks like kind of evil you know like I, I like mm-hmm. dark art so it's like right. It looks kind of like haunting and grotesque a little bit now. Like when the daytime, looked beautiful, you know. And then I saw someone sitting on the hill on the other side.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think they were probably having some form of acid trip or something, and they were staring at this wall. And they looked like they were having like the worst, like doing, like, <laughs>
2: oh, like no. looking at it. Oh alone, no! No no no! <laughs>
3: alone on this, yeah, I was Like on alone on this hill, just staring at it. And I saw them from a distance, so I like went and I like sat behind them in the tree and just like watched them for like an hour as they were staring at this thing, just tripping out in my mind. I'm like, I did it, I did it. This person is having a wild experience with this thing that they can't control, you know? So, and I was like, that's, I mean, to me, that's also good. I don't know if they're having a bad trip, but like, you know, as long as you you get out of the trip. Totally, yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily a bad trip, right? So, (laughs)
0: yeah, so I
3: was quite, I was quite like, that was like one of the first times where I'm like, oh shit, did I do something bad, but no. they're still having a reaction to it because they'll remember that forever right Right. like they'll whether it was i've had people stare at paintings and then they come and tell me some wild story about it and i'm like yeah that's i don't i don't know anybody who would have thought like
2: Mm.
3: like conceived these ideas behind the painting but like if that's the experience you have then that's that's what it is right
1: yeah and you really like want people to have those individualistic personal reactions and experiences to your art, mm-hmm. right? I think that's how like stuff connects to so many different people.
3: Well, that's also like, that's another reason for doing the more install works, mm-hmm. especially for like music events, is because I find that like, I mean, you could paint a mural, or I could paint a mural, uh, and it could sit there for years, and you know, maybe a few people will look at it and admire it, but if you do it out like a, an event where there's all these people there, like going to have an experience, you know, like a night, a night of experience. It's just you're hitting so many more marks at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I find
3: that just like even the like the temporariness of the of the piece, like it's coming down, it's only there for one night only, and it's, or like a weekend. And
2: mm-hmm. when it comes down,
3: uh, they only have their memories, so it's like it's yeah. like photos and memories of mm-hmm. it. So it's it's like going to see like a, well, you know, go see a wild concert and you have like a crazy experience.
0: Right. And people are much more willing to like pay and like, think about those experiences more than they are in something Mm -hmm. that they took a picture of or saw. Right. Because like you said, it's almost like there's something, the secret, the secret of it or like the personal memory of it makes it special. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. Um, You mentioned that you have these like large, a lot of your work have these like large faces. Yeah. And Corinne and I were speaking about when we were looking at your work. There's something you had mentioned that there was a connection. There was an interesting connection between.
1: Oh, um, the I feel you choose to like focus on faces or the work that I've seen, and then you, you hide yourself. And so I'm like interested if there's like a conscious connection between the anonymity of keeping you yourself a mystery, but then like focusing on those kind of details in another person or being.
3: Uh, I wouldn't say there's really much of a connection, to be honest. Mm. I just like kind of staying in the shadows. Right. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say there's much of a connection. <laughs> no, no. no. That's cool. Yeah, the, the faces are like, it's just, I'm I'm more so just trying to in, like invent or reveal uh a, like a, a universe, like a different universe.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then sort of let myself create the stories behind it. But at the same time, as other people experience, they also contribute to the story of like how they interpret it, so. Totally. Yeah.
1: I also like wonder if like as human beings, we also just connect to things that we recognize a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So like if we see a face, but then there's all of the installation things around it, we're like almost projecting ourselves into the work.
3: Well, I think especially doing, starting off doing graffiti, Mm -hmm from an early age, uh, especially where I went to high school and the people who taught me how to spray paint or tag or, or do graffiti in a proper way, in a proper way, right. uh,
0: Is there a proper way to do, is there like a, I mean, like a there's a theory like, there, behind it? I would, I would
3: say that there's like respect, there was like, there's like respectful ways to go about it. Right. You know? like, okay. There's, there's definitely, in my opinion, ways to have longevity in graffiti without really disrespecting other people which gets you you know there's because there's graffiti wars people like tag over each other paint over each other right and then there's the whole other thing where it's like now a lot of murals are going up Mm -hmm. and a lot of murals paint over graffiti artists and then they get surprised later when those graffiti artists come back and they paint over those murals and they so it's kind of like there's there's certain rules that i've uh, i've kind of stuck to which i think have given me some longevity Mm
2: -hmm. in
3: terms of being able to do street art uh, murals still do a little bit of graffiti here and there but also not necessarily have people be like like uh what's the word have animosity towards me because of Mm -hmm. maybe they see me doing like bigger bigger gigs or working with certain groups or whatever right so um, okay. yeah, I think there's definitely like, not like, not like a set, set amount of rules. Like some people will say there's like so set amount of rules to graffiti, like really deep graffiti heads will be like, these are the rules.
0: Can I ask what one of those, like one of the big ones are? I'm just curious.
3: I mean, my personal biggest rule is that you don't paint over anybody unless you want to specifically want to hurt their feelings,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: like, um, which is just like a rule for anything in general. Like you don't really step on other people's toes without, unless you're doing something malicious, you know? Like I was asked to paint a mural over um, an existing mural when I was in Central America. I was asked specifically to redo a mural on a school um, because the old mural was sort of faded and they had seen that I'd done some other paintings in the neighborhood and they wanted me to redo the whole mural on the school, but then I was like, I can't I can't actually do this because
0: without like the permission from the previous Well
3: because right like again, everything has its own story, right? And has mm-hmm. lived its own life. All these pieces of art have like right. gone through the world. You know, I don't know one individual child's connection to like one of the animals on the on the wall. Like mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. like I can think of murals that I grew up with um as a kid that there's like, you know, there's like a a specific little painting of like a character on these train tracks by my parents house and I would be heartbroken if some asshole when painted over just did their graffiti over it you know it's just kind of like why would you just leave it alone you know like Mm
2: -hmm.
3: um so like that I specifically had to find the the person who painted the mural originally and just make sure they're okay with it it's a bunch of the locals who went to that school you know, they was. They said they were okay with it. I had a mm-hmm. one interaction where it was like, I thought I was gonna get beat up on the beach by some guys because yeah. they were like, sounded like they were pissed at me painting over the mural, but turned out they were very happy, just really aggressively happy about it. So <laughs> yeah, like, um, but yeah, just don't, my whole thing is don't paint over people. Don't go over other people's work. It's like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's like when, you know, when countries came to yeah. conquer, they'd literally put their, their monuments over ancient places of worship, you know, without right. it's like, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. That's how you create like issues in the future. That's how like of things course. like, it's not a good way to go about existing in the world. Right. So just not going over people, especially when murals happen in the city. Like if you're going to paint a mural and it turned out that like a bunch of, even teenagers, whatever, they're probably not even teenagers, probably full grown adults <laughs> at, this, at this point, but <laughs> painted some graffiti on the side of the wall. I mean, the right thing to do, even if they did it illegally, uh, illegally, whatever that is. Right. Uh, would be to be, say, contact them and ask them, do you mind? Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times they'll say, yeah, I don't mind. It's fine. Go for it. Thank you for asking. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I appreciate you asking me. Sometimes they'll say, yeah, no, don't do it. And you'll be like, okay, cool. will move on to the next wall.
1: Mm-hmm. It brings up such an interesting discussion around what is public art mm-hmm. and like what you just put in quotes is illegal and illegal.
3: hmm mm-hmm well i mean i'm on this I'm on this tip i i mean i it it's a like what what is like where these who asked permission to put these buildings here you know like right whose permission was it to for the land to begin with you know
2: totally
3: so for someone to be like oh, you can't be painting on the side of this bank it's like <laughs> but who said the bank could be here in the first you know it's like yeah but then you get into that kind of stuff it's
0: have you I I mean, have you ever like been like been able to say that to like I don't want to say public figures, but two figures who were kind of like policing you about it, or have you ever gotten to like an argument with like uh, someone that was like, don't paint over this, and you're like, you've made that exact argument.
3: Uh... No, not really. No. no not really. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, like I, I kind of avoid it because like if if I've been asked to paint over somebody, I usually go talk to the people who did it. Right. And then and then I avoid it. And I sometimes I have had people say things where they're like, well, could we just do this and just just do this? And then it turns out they get like specifically one one time they got like another artist to, to do the painting anyways because mm-hmm. they knew that I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then like that painting lasted, what, like a week? before some kids came and scribbled all over it because they were like, well, you painted over us. Right, and I was right. like, you didn't play the rules of the game. And now you're, <laughs> and now you're angry on the internet. <laughs> on, these fucking kids. Why would they do this? But it makes, you know, it's the same thing as if someone were to do like a mural on a wall and then the building managed, like let's say the building changed hands. Mm-hmm. Like they sold the building and you've done this ridiculous mural on this wall, on this wall and then the new building gets some other person to paint over your ridiculous famous mural. And then you're like, wait, why did you, you didn't ask? Like I just spent like, like a month painting that this much money of organization. It was only up for like, let's say like a year or something, you know, it's like the same sort of thing.
0: Right.
3: So that's like, that's like really my only like rule rule really. Right. You know? And then the other part too, is like you don't know in the, in the culture of like street art, and like graffiti and work that happens like in a community, like you don't know, like for example, in my neighborhood, there's tags on like little metal divider things. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever they're called. <laughs> little metal divider. Little
0: metal. no, no, that was right. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: that are like, that are like as old as me. Right. And they've yeah. been there for that long. And if some kid were to come and just do his tag over that because they see it's faded away and that, oh, it's faded away, it's insignificant. But then you don't know that like, maybe that artist had a lot of friends, was like, a, a is became a, like a, a staple in the community and then passed away. And mm-hmm. then you've just committed like a terrible, terrible act by just erasing that person's memory. Mm-hmm. So, and you don't know that. You'll never know that because, you uh, know, it might be beyond your time or something like that. So it's better just to sort of, get new spots, find new locations, or contact the people when you can.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, how many new spots are going up, especially in like downtown Toronto? I feel like
3: it's all... Well, here it's, here it's a little, I find it's tough. There's not nearly as many walls No. as there could or should be. Right. But when you go to like Latin America, you know, like everyone's house is surrounded by a wall. There's just walls galore.
1: Oh, like, right. they around uh, like, yards and
3: stuff. Yeah, everyone's, like, like everyone's property has, like, a uh, unclimbable wall around it.
1: Right, right. So it's,
3: like, wall world.
1: <laughs> I'm curious like, how you got... Is it okay to call graffiti, like, a subculture?
3: Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah.
1: How did you, like, get started in using that as your method of painting?
3: Uh... I just in high school, there was just a bunch of really cool kids who were doing it, and then <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty, that's, that's pretty much it. And then I got arrested really early, and then like unwillingly, the like the the case of the arrest just sort of like the whole arrest scenario sort of launched me into it because of what happened. Like I got like beat, I got beat up really bad, like my first time ever doing graffiti. So that kind of just put me into by the like, cops. Yeah, like very very, but undercover cops too. Yeah. Um, so that kind of just put me like, you're doing graffiti now Mm -hmm. because otherwise I would have gone home to my parents and been like, I'm sorry, I got arrested. (laughs) I'll go like, I'll, I'll, I'll focus on rugby, you know? But the other way around was like, fuck, this is crazy. The world's crazy. I might as well just keep doing this as a big fuck you to them or something, you know? Like,
2: yeah,
3: but it was pretty much, yeah, a bunch of cool kids were doing it. And then. of that arrest i ended up getting kicked out of my school Mm -hmm. and then the school that i had to go to the alternative school the my homeroom was the art room and the art room was filled with kids who had pretty much been kicked out of their school for graffiti so it's just like a classroom full of graffiti and so so we were just like teaching each other how to paint and do artwork, and and the teacher our teacher was like really cool with all of it like letting us do whatever we want she's like showing us how to do like silk screen our own t-shirts and yeah, That's it was, cool. Yeah, it was good.
0: It feels like mm. I mean maybe I'm just incredibly naive, which is definitely a possibility, <laughs> but like it feels like something that you would only get arrested for in like a small town. <laughs> because like in Toronto, I just feel like and maybe it's just because in in big cities people like see graffiti and they like they they're more aware. They think of it as like an art piece, mm. whereas in small towns it's like destroying of like clean clean buildings. Yeah. But I I, again, maybe I'm just extremely naive, but it feels like something that it only happens in small towns that kids are like getting in trouble for graffiti, yeah. right? <laughs>
3: well, I think it's changed too. Okay. Um, it's definitely changed a lot since I started, and until now, uh, there's definitely more acceptance of people painting. Hmm. I remember when, like, I've first started out, the whole thing was that we used to joke that we could paint the most offensive mural on the wall. And as long as we were doing it with paintbrushes, literally no one would say anything, mm. but you could paint like the most, you could like do like a dedication to someone's like, like grandmother, like holding her like beloved,
2: mm-hmm. like
3: puppy or pony or something like the most wholesome <laughs> painting you could right. think of. And if you're holding a spray can, someone would come at you with a baseball bat, which is like, it, I like literally happened like, I was painting like a mural for my friend's grandfather in his garage doing a mermaid because his grandfather loves mermaids. Yeah. Not something I would have painted, but it was like a gift, you know? Yeah. And a guy saw us with spray cans and was like, you fucking kids. With a baseball bat. <laughs> and, then,
2: really? and then we're like,
3: hey, what? Are you, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like, you know, it's completely changed. Actually, it's funny because I was painting an event. Um, I was painting an event recently where they were doing like an alleyway transformation and a bunch of artists were um, painting garages. And it was a f- only a few garages because I guess they only managed to get contact with certain homeowners. Some people probably didn't want it. Right. And then uh, in the middle of the painting, some guy came out of his garage and was like, what's going on here? Well, are you guys getting artwork on there? And then he goes, well, where's mine? And we're like, <laughs> what? And then so they call the organiza- organizer over And I'm standing there painting, and I'm hearing this guy go, uh, he's going, why, why isn't anyone spray painting on my, on my garage? I'm a taxpayer. Why am I not getting the benefits of this program? And they're trying to like calm him down being like, well, you know, like maybe next year. And he's like, yeah, but I'm a taxpayer. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, what? universe have i entered into like this is like i
0: I know he was being probably a dick to the organizers but bless that man's soul yeah
3: yeah. (laughs) like after a while he was like you could tell he was like genuinely hurt though like how come like he's feeling left out and i'm like this is a this is a backwards bizarre universe we've entered (laughs) covid yeah restrictions like what, what part of the world do we take? A, like what galaxy? Like what where we are, we? Yeah, the yeah. What are we? Allies. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> stepped into the vortex somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, I think it's more accepted now for sure. Yeah. To the point where I think that like, you know, if you found a wall that nobody really cared about, you could probably just put like a vest on and bring a ladder and, just start what are those,
1: painting. like, the, the crossing guard Yeah, tests? Yeah,
3: like yeah. And
1: they'd be like, that's legit. He's, they'd be like, yeah, yeah he's, he's being paged. He
0: looks
3: important, that. yeah. He's doing, he's doing a good job. I and mean, meanwhile, it's, like, some person just, like, painting whatever they want, you know?
0: Right. <laughs> Speaking of, um, like, ladders and painting murals. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. What a segue that was. Oh, I get so good at it. Um, <laughs> you, have you, because you're getting so high up on top of the building, like, it's dangerous. Like, Also, how often do you have to move that fucking ladder? <laughs>
3: uh,
0: a lot, probably.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous, though. I mean, I like painting on ladders, because it's another way to stay around for a long time, is painting things mm. high up. Right. Totally. Because if someone's going to paint over you, they're going to... It's going to be where they can reach. They're, yeah, they're not going to bother bringing the ladder.
0: Right. Yeah. Have you ever had any instances where you like almost like leaned a little bit too
2: far?
3: I mean, there's been a few times where I've definitely painted some spots where I thought I was gonna fall to my death. Really? There's a few, few few places where, like, you know, you're up there and the wind is really tough, and you're standing yeah. on top of a building, and then. But I mean, a lot of those are like pretty far in the past. Uh, you're not doing those I, anymore. I guess you're doing more installations. Yeah, I'm doing more so, so yeah. To be honest with you, like my, like my, uh, my even my want to paint murals. And this is another part about staying anonymous too is mm-hmm. that like sometimes when you're painting on the street you like everyone wants to come talk to you. Mm-hmm. And uh mm-hmm. Got you. It's fun sometimes but I I feel like more recently I, and I, there might be a whole thing with like you know the covid lockdowns and mm-hmm. me just being in my studio for a full year straight and just having full control of everything I'm creating and just yeah. not being out. Um I preferred just creating the pieces in my studio and delivering them opposed to painting a mural on the street or doing any street work like Mm
2: -hmm.
3: to me it just doesn't excite me as much anymore right so yeah i'm not really i'm not really too much out there as much anymore Mm -hmm. you know like just i gotta pack a bag make lunch drive somewhere you know
0: and that bag's heavy it's probably got like a lot of paint in it yeah, like supplies I, I, are heavy yeah. yeah
3: i usually go with like three c- crates of paint and then end up using like five cans of paint or something so it's <laughs> right. just because i'm terrible with colors and picking colors so i just bring all the colors
0: like you're indecisive about
3: it i'm very indecisive yeah So I, and I'm, I'm always like if i don't if i miss a color then i have to go all the way back so it's like i bring like three crates of paint and then i i yeah i use like 10 cans or something
2: Right. Yeah. then I
3: have like this huge mess on the street and I'm like you're like watching your stuff and I don't know it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different for me I I've spoken to a few people about this how painting murals to me is kind of losing its excitement for mm. me and like I'm mm. like I think it's also just because the party installations have fully taken over mm. and just the ability to like create things with full control in my studio and like work through all of the without having random people talk to you or you know.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: I wonder if that has like also do with finding like a flow in your work. Like if you're in the middle of a project and someone bumps into you on the street and wants to talk about it, it might take you an extra 20 minutes to get back into it.
3: That's definitely part of it. Yeah. That's 100% part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to not think about the stuff that I was painting, like Mm -hmm. at all. I did this thing that I would call the no return funk where it's basically you just go with no plan whatsoever. You, I'd throw a bunch of, and this is because I couldn't afford the, the colors that I wanted, right? So you just throw whatever full cans you had in a bag and then you blindly pick out a color and then that's the color you paint with and you start painting with that. And then you do your painting and you make everything up as you go along, all the color schemes, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's how I used to paint. So when someone came up and distracted you, it doesn't matter because you're not like anywhere in a thought process. It's just like, right. just go, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's more, I'm trying to, for the past little while, I've been trying to do things like very precisely.
2: Mm.
3: Whereas if someone throws my concentration, up, I'm like, I can't get, it's hard for me to get, I'm, I'm like, I'm. all my friends will tell you how hard it is for me to stay focused. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, very, very hard for me to stay focused. <laughs> and when I'm in the zone, I'm like in the zone and and like the second someone talks to me, I'm like I'm either like really snappy or, uh, or just like I'm like leave me leave me do my thing, you know? Right,
1: right, totally. Um, with your installations, are you still using spray paint? Yeah. Cool.
3: Like spray paint lights. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started getting into like different uh, plastic materials. Cool. Pretty much, I'm a, I'm like a hoarder of material, mm-hmm. so like someone will like be giving up some stuff off a movie set and I'll get like a mm-hmm. bunch of different colored uh what are they called um the clear plastic film uh not film the thicker stuff anyways just materials
2: sure and like, then I'll and just plexiglass? be plexiglass like- yeah
3: plexiglass mm-hmm. cool. so plexi uh like coroplast as well yeah. and then I'll just be putting all that stuff into installation pieces
1: cool yeah
3: but mostly just spray paint
1: yeah has like spray paint technology changed over the years? Like, has it become easier to work with or
3: is it? It's definitely way better. Yeah? Way better. Interesting. Way better and more permanent. It smells better, <laughs> but that just means they're putting more chemicals in it. Yes. Which is it up. absolutely- How often are
0: you like high when you're from like fumes?
3: I mean, I try to wear a mask all the time. Yeah. But uh... yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not good for your brain. It's not good for your body. <laughs> I had a friend who used to have to wear goggles while while painting because the just the chemicals would, because your eyes are an open membrane, so yeah. chemicals would get in touch his eyes and he'd have a l- allergic reaction. His eyes would blow up. So it, he actually, did, I think he had to like slow down on the painting or wear goggles all the time. Right. So it's and then it gets on your skin, and your hands, and it's like not good. If you don't wash it off. Like you could technically get, you know, everything that touches your skin will eventually seep into your bloodstream at some point. So right. Um, it just spe- like, especially like spray paint chemicals. So you generally want to protect yourself as much as possible.
0: Does that concern you at all? Like having this be your something that's obviously going to be with you for a while?
3: Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I mean, I'm in a, at my studio. I'm in a car sized spray booth painting constantly. And I'm like, I feel like I'm constantly showered like showered in like spray paint dust and Yeah, it's pretty gross. Like I try to suit up like this Mm -hmm. when I go paint and then I have like a respirator and gloves and for the most part I try to you know, wear a hat to make sure nothing gets in my hair. Mm -hmm. But there's only so much you can do. You know, once you're out of the booth, you're taking your stuff off, there's still dust everywhere. Right. I mean, you have to be able to mitigate it as much as possible.
0: And I'm sure like a difference between being in a studio where like air isn't circulating and doing it outside as well, right? Where there's like fresh air constantly moving things around. It's almost like more
3: dangerous being in a studio. A little bit. Like we have like extraction going on. Like there's like it's like a spray booth that like sucks all the fumes out.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. So it's sorry, like sorry, I didn't
0: understand that. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's
3: a, it's like an yeah. old it's like an old car, um, like an a, like an auto body shop. So they do like it's like a a booth where you would drive a car into and you'd spray a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a like, giant extraction fan, mm-hmm. but you can only, again, you can only really do so much cause like stuff will still get on your clothes and on your skin Yeah. And, uh, just like years and years of that. Um, and I know some people who have had like bad reactions, like over time, they d- they'll develop it. Right. Like as you get older yeah. and you're like doing s- your spray painting as <clears throat> your career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so far I haven't had anything terrible or I'm just dying slowly. One or the
0: other. I, know. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, we're all done slowly. Yes. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Boom.
0: Age. <laughs> <H>. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> it feels like um, with spray painting, it's like there's a, it's a huge, just like the way that you have talked about, like starting and everything, it's, it's really like a mentorship learning. Mm-hmm. Like it's, is yeah. that kind of what it's like? You like learn from people above you or you share concepts, you share ideas. Like... Yeah,
3: there's like a lot of like, um, like it's community you know like a lot of it's community like i had friends who taught me certain things um and then i also for the most part would when i get a chance would try and teach other people things right Right. and then you go painting with friends you find spots to go painting with friends Mm -hmm. you look out for each other when you're painting on the street it's like it's all really like I mean sometimes it's terrible it's a terrible nightmare of a world to get involved with cuz some people are just horrible people but right. I was lucky enough to like have really good friends and partners and you know then later on in life we're all doing different things and we're doing bi- we're like starting businesses together mm-hmm. like opening venues or like opening art galleries together like my studio that I'm I'm in right now was started with the first person I ever started doing graffiti with I mean he stopped like immediately after mm-hmm like the whole police and all that other stuff Mm -hmm. he like he just threw it because it didn't serve him in any way he wasn't really about it for the art he was more about it for like the straight up vandalism right so right
0: the rebellion of it all yeah so (laughs) (laughs) and then but
3: later in life he's like a contractor you know he does like a lot of like really fine woodwork and so then we started a, a studio together so yeah it's uh it's definitely like a community of
0: but there is a darkness to it.
3: There is a dark oh yeah, side there's of it. there's a darkness to it for sure. And you and you'll like, like the thing is like, I tell a lot of people, especially people who spray paint like, who weren't part of, like a graffiti upbringing. Like right. people who sort of spray paint to do murals and and art murals because right. right now you it's it's a great way to do murals. You know anyone who draws or paints or does
2: right any
3: sort of if if you learn how to spray paint and you're already a good artist to begin with, like you'll just launch into. Just another realm of amazingness, but yeah, but it's just uh, I find that like people get stabbed in other, you know, like people get killed for graffiti in other in, in like LA and like and like Central and South America. It's like a real thing. Like there's like a real gang element to it mm-hmm. in a lot of places still. So Toronto's not really like that. It's it's kind of like cool, a bunch of really cool art kids. But then sometimes you might go to another, and it's happened to me too, where I've got caught up thinking that I'm in a neighborhood doing something. And I'm like, oh, i was just writing my name on a wall. And then you get approached by people who are, like, really on that gang tip, and you're like, oh, shit. And like, then
2: you,
1: they are part of a gang, and you're, like, overstepping a boundary, or they think you're in a gang, and they're, like, solving a problem.
3: It was, it's, like, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I didn't, like, it happened to me when I was in New Orleans. Uh, and, you uh, mean we, 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 like, you talk through it, but, you did, like, you know, you don't, you don't really know all the time where, you, like, what area you're in. Or like who's in that area or what their their idea of rules are down there you know right yeah um also like in latin america too like uh there's a lot of uh territorial stuff i wouldn't necessarily say it's like gang related but just you know everyone's has their neighborhood there's like some neighborhood i remember like being taught um when i was in peru like there's uh different neighborhoods had their own specific type of alphabet um mm-hmm. and they and you could tell who was from what neighborhood determining determined by what letters they used to represent other letters like the letter a would be a symbol mm-hmm. and that symbol is specific to that neighborhood
1: interesting
3: um and like kids taught me that and it's like wow. it's not necessarily like a gang thing but it's like also maybe you don't want to get caught in another neighborhood doing something because you might just meet the crazy guy who's like wants to flex some power or something like that, you know? So
2: Yep. Right.
3: Yeah. So the site can be scary. It can be scary, but it's also very fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, it's real. That's the thing. It's like, it's authentic. You know, it's like, it's a, it's, I call it like, it's like a microcosm of the world and how chaotic and like, and how put together the world is, you know, like some pockets, you have really nice things, but then, you know, you step out of your door and then something really wild could happen. So it's like, it's like in in the realm of graffiti, there's people who are really chill and about the artwork, and then there's also some people who are like really like about the bombing and they're very serious. and then there's some people who are just absolute maniacs who are about violence and just you know it's like it's like a perfect microcosm. and some people do it for the creative side of it. Some people are trying to make a career out of it, so everyone has their own sort of little little pocket of existence. Right, totally. yeah.
0: Where do you think you sit in
3: that? I'm not sure. Dude. I I think I w- I think I've always just wanted to do something no matter what it was that didn't rely on me having to necessarily work for anybody else ever. Right. That it was like fully under my control. And this is sort of just the thing that naturally happened this way because it was just easy for me to progress into, mm-hmm. you know, getting myself turning it into a career, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: had it have been music, that would have been probably like another thing that I would have enjoyed. I think it's probably more difficult in music to be mostly independent. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to do something that I had full control over Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to like, you know, have a boss or wake up to somebody telling me what to do.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, totally. Very cool. On that note. Is being an artist fucking killing you?
3: I would say it's not. The actual physical, uh, the the introduction of chemicals and aerosol paints and the Mm -hmm. chemicals I use just in general, any sort of construction or building, just the chemicals of like the glues, the aerosol paints. Yeah the Materials, the dust of different things that you're cutting that I'm probably inhaling a bit of, mm-hmm. like the unavoidable amount of like chemicals that are like in my work environment,
2: yeah,
3: is probably killing me. Mm. It's probably very bad, you know. Like yeah. some people work in a warehouse and there's just like dust, like even when you sweep up there, I like, forget what the illness is when you just over the years inhale too much just construction dust,
1: yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yep. oh, but probably <laughs> killing me. No what you what you Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I I think that it's not killer I think art has made my life so much better. And I I like I enjoy like being sort of in charge and on the fringes a little bit. And I feel like you know there's times where like I'm hanging out with my friends and we'll be having ridiculous parties that are based around like other music or art and you kind of think like do like other people experience these like do other like do other people who have like regular jobs or like work for like banks or whatever like do they get to have these experiences like do they have like these wild like nights and just like end up at multiple art shows you know what I mean like it's yeah, like yeah. sometimes you're in a scenario and you're like does everyone get to experience this or is this like just are we like part of like a niche you know yeah
0: yeah. I don't think so. I think that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity for people, normy norms.
3: Yeah, and yeah. Then sometimes, normy <laughs> norms. Norm. <laughs> yeah, sometimes trademark. you get like-
0: <laughs> trademark gal pal. <laughs> and, so, and,
3: so, and sometimes you get like, yeah, sometimes you get like somebody who, you know, they'll, I just, I, like there's times where I've been, you know, traveling and I tell a story to somebody, like it's like, oh yeah, this happened to me. And the, I had, I remember one guy, like a hostel just, just accusing me of being a lie. He's like, you're lying. You're making these stories up. I'm like, what do you, what? Why, would yeah. I, what? why would I make this? Yeah. I was like, okay, fine. it's like really not even that extreme. Yeah. Even distorted. if I am
0: lying, buy in. I'm in a hostel. Yeah,
2: caught up in fantasy. Yeah.
3: And I'm like, where are you from? How do you, like, what? Just, yeah, sometimes growing up in a city, you're like, yeah. wild stuff happens. Yeah.
1: Then, yeah. Cool. I have moments like that, and I like hope that people have those experiences. Even if it's just once, because I think that like changes them for the better.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. And then that's like the purpose of throwing like events and having wild installations is giving people that moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like we had like a, we did a, we did a, an event under a bridge, a renegade rave. And the police came and <laughs> they stopped at about at like one o'clock they somehow managed to figure out, I don't want to talk about how they figured it out, but yeah. they managed to figure out we were under a bridge. And I don't think they had any idea what they were walking into.
2: Mm. Totally.
3: Just imagine like a bunch of really fresh faced probably younger than me, look like children, literal children <laughs> in uniforms, playing cop, like dress up kids,
2: yeah,
3: walking under the bridge. And just like the look on their faces was a little bit of like like culture shock, you know? It it was like as if they were going, and I remember them asking somebody right next to me, like, is all this artwork just for did they make this for for this? Yeah. And the guy's like, Yeah. And he's like, Oh, oh. Because (laughs) in that moment he wants to be
0: like sick, but he has to be like,
3: shit. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, But but then he's probably going like Fuck, why did I become a cop? <laughs>
2: totally, yeah, Like, yeah. I
3: will never be welcome here. <laughs> I will never be allowed here in my life. Yeah, this is what I'm missing out in life. Yeah. This. Yeah. It's like a sea of people all having an amazing time dancing their asses off. Yeah. And they're like, you got 10 minutes left to shut this party down. And we went on for like another 25 minutes or whatever. And they're like standing right behind the headliner DJ with their phones out filming getting ready to shut everything down. <laughs> wow. You know? But you could tell that half of them were kind of just like, like, just...
0: I wonder, like, wondering
1: those people that are, like, on the fence about what was happening, the cops, are like, if this what we're wasting our time on? Like, there's nothing wrong going in in that mm-hmm. space. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: I mean, I get it. Like, there's, there's no permits, you know?
1: Okay. No, no, totally. But, like, isn't that time and energy of that publicly paid police officer better spent doing something else?
3: A hundred percent. But I mean, if something bad happened, which yes. I mean, in the in the case, like we're fully prepared with like, you know, we have like medics, hired medic, professional of course. Uh, yeah. harm reduction, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I understand why they would have to shut it down. It's just yeah. that, uh, yeah. you know, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a lot cooler if the city was kind of like, well, these guys are doing this thing under this bridge. Like, how do we figure out a way to, like, make you allowed to do that there?
2: Right. right. Like,
3: why is that? You've already proven on multiple occasions, many different, like, renegade party organizations on multiple occasions across the city yeah. have already proven that certain spaces can work mm-hmm. as a venue. Uh, and, like, you know, the city will provide spaces. Like, they'll they'll have events in like the Hearn generator station, which I don't think is a safe space at all. Like that is like, like that is like the most decrepit uh, warehouse. And like, it's like, I remember being there and just things falling, like, you know, just things falling out, like the base is shaking the room so much. <laughs> <and> there's <laughs> little like chunks of like stuff falling into your beer. And, yeah. and it's like, well, if the, but they got a permit for that, right. you know?
1: This is like the conversation and our thing we hear from a lot of people that are into site specific work no matter what the, like, discipline, they're like, how can some people get permits in some places, but, like, I just can't put art out there. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I, that. I, get, I can't talk. And it's, again, that discussion of, <laughs> like, what is art and what is public art and what is, like, viewed as appropriate for the audience.
3: Well, I mean, it's really funny, too, like, when people see artwork and they comment on things, and this is also in the realm of painting murals, like, if you have permission from someone to do it, oh, I accept it. Yes. It's almost like Totally. It's almost like if there's a new rapper in the city and then you're like, "Ah," oh, but the second Drake is like, "This is my guy," everyone's like, "Oh." You know, it's like they people yeah. need like the validation.
2: Interesting. They're like, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's
3: it's it's been validated by a higher being." Okay. So now I it's know. acceptable for me sure. to Accept it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
3: Mm-hmm. I just called Drake a higher being. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's very true. I guess
0: in Toronto. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that's a it's a very weird concept. Yeah. And um I think especially over the past few months, artists throwing renegade events and renegade parties and DJ parties, it's sort of been uh like an awakening to sh- to show that there's we've lost so many venues like we've mm-hmm. lost so yes. many art to places point. And, yeah. and it's not like it's not just like like there's there's city like there's massive event event spaces that you could have mm-hmm. but it's not accessible to like anybody yep
1: mm-hmm.
3: especially if you want to do something that maybe isn't palatable you know like
1: to every single person. Yeah, because yeah. You,
3: like you want to paint something that, like I want to paint something that's dark and will right. make somebody sit on a hill and rock back and, and forth out, and yeah. think like they're, <laughs> they've entered the the hell realm, you know? Yes.
2: <laughs>
3: but like if I present that to a board of trustees, they're going to be Yeah, they're going to be like, "Nah, we just, right, right, we'd yeah. rather you paint some angel wings or like something, mm, you know, like
0: some hotel art, please." Yeah, some hotel art. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
1: So um, I think
3: I think it's sort of like the city is, I guess, claims that they would like to work with DIY promoters and all that stuff, but I mean I guess we'll see. Cause there's there's no shortage of creators in this city. No. And there's no shortage of ideas. It's just literally the red tape that you have to run through that nobody wants to do. Yeah. I never wanted to do that.
2: Well, yeah. Like totally.
3: I never wanna like I'm I'm an artist, like I shouldn't have to do that. But there's also like some people who are organizers, like, it's just time after time, it's just so hard to get certain things, cool shit done, you know, unless you have like some sort of corporate backing or something, right?
1: Which then makes it all of a sudden like puts it in this like square box anyways. Yeah. Because that corporate funding is only going to fund certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what lots of our visual artists in the city, especially that want to do public work, tell us city's very square about public art. Mm
3: -hmm. That's why I, I think people should just do it.
2: Yeah. Just
3: do it. Just do it. Take the charge. Yeah. What are they going to do? Put you in jail for putting up an art installation on the street? Big whoop. Take the charge.
2: Free
0: art. Yeah. (laughs) Reach the fourth
3: wall. That that
0: was the moment. (laughs) Uh, If people want to see these installations, see these parties, see your work, where do they check you out?
3: At Kismet32 on Instagram. Until Instagram collapses. But then it will always be... it It will always be... Kismet Kismet. Just look up Kismet32. Great. A hashtag Kismet32. Um, that'll always be my name. Uh, yeah.
0: Cool. Thank you so much. Thank this you. So nice chatting with you. Yes. Uh, if you like this episode, if you have any questions, if you want to check us out anywhere else, hit us up anywhere you stock your ex. Patreon, Facebook. I definitely don't stock my ex on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon, uh, Facebook, Instagram, anything you want. Thank you so much and we will chat with you soon.